So we have the Ramchalim Perik Beis. We start with Perik Beis. Ini atachlas bebria, hoyu lehated me tuvo yisbroch shemayin lezulasoi. The purpose of creation is hatova. Really, very simple. It's one word. The purpose of creation, why the Rambam has created. 100 billion galaxies. I mean, let's take a look what it requires. There's each galaxy has 100 billion stars. And there are 100 billion galaxies. All that, you know, the human brain has, uh, the human body has 100 trillion cells. Each one unbelievably complex. It's when I just read that the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, you know, to regulate hormones and food going through it and all that. 100 million nerve cells. I mean, it's beyond belief. All this for one word called Hatava. Yes. 100, it's just beyond belief. So, Ramchal says that the purpose of creation is Hatava, which is goodness. There are many questions, obviously. First question is, well, why would he want to do that? In other words, what's the motive of the concept called goodness? The, the truth is that we don't know. The Roshim has never revealed why he wants to do this. We know what his objective is. The objective is Hatova. And obviously, if the objective is Hatova, that's also his motive. But why does he want to do that? He doesn't have to do that, you know. And we know that the Bansham is not Toiv, intrinsically. Toiv itself is a created concept, isn't it? The concept of good, to be good, and to, or the concept of goodness, itself is a nivra, is a created concept. God isn't good per se, God acts good, or he behaves in a good manner. It's the first created concept? Well, we're gonna, I'm going to mention that, because I had mentioned that a long time ago, yeah. you know? But, I mean, we don't really know why the Russian wants to do that. I mean, we're glad that he does want to do that, obviously. But, you know, we don't really know why and so on. But in any case, that is true, that he's made it, that he, want, he created goodness. And fundamentally, he wants the recipient of that goodness is mankind. So that's an important idea, that the recipient of goodness, of, of goodness is mankind. Second concept is that we know that the objective always comes first, the tachlis, right? The tachlis always comes first. The objective or the ultimate goal of anything is always the first thing to be considered. <coughs> Why is that? Anybody know? Why is the first thing to be considered the goal or the objective? Anybody know? It drives everything. Whatever happens, it drives it. Whatever happens, it happens because of that. Yes, because, because obviously because it determines, if that's the purpose, then clearly everything else has to be fashioned to create that purpose or to, or to, to make that purpose possible. So obviously, you don't know what to make, you don't know what the device is unless you know what the objective is. You know, because clearly the device that will lead to Hatova, right, has to be of such a nature where it will lead to Hatova, you see. So uh, in order to make the device or whatever, the conditions, you need to have the goal first. 
So therefore we see that the goal of the Bria, of totality of everything, is Hatova, is goodness. That tells us also something very important, which I, I, I think most people don't realize. If you were to ask yourself, what is the first thing that was created? Literally, what is number one on the list of those things created? Well, what must it be then? It must be the concept of Hatova. If everything after it, right, if everything after it is determined by the goal, right, so obviously everything else after, after everything has to come after. But if Hatova is something that exists, then Hashem had to create existence first. Well, wait, 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 wait. Go slow. Wait, wait, wait. Let's first understand. So the concept of Hatova comes first, which is very interesting. That the concept of Hatova was the first thing created, and everything follows, because everything will now lead to Hatova. <clears throat> and that answers an interesting possible. You know, it leads to where it says, It's interesting. And everything he did was good. Like, what does that mean? It was good, fine, but is that what the Possek is telling us that everything conforms, it was good, you know? But the real answer is, is because Toiv was the Tachas, and everything conforms to Toiv, which means that Toiv was first. You see, so the concept of good came first, and then everything after that followed, because those are the conditions or the venue in which will lead to good, which is an interesting con concept. Okay, so the question that we need to ask really is, what is what's the essential good? What is the definition of good? And therefore, what is the definition of evil? We need a definition, right? Who knows what the definition of good is? Should be, it sounds simple, but it's not. What's it mean? What's goodness mean? You know what's good, what's not good, that's for sure. Yeah, we know experientially what is good, no good. You know, whatever leads to pleasure, money, and all that kind, because money will buy pleasure, it's all right. That's good, you know. But the definition of good would probably be anything that enhances being is good. And evil would be anything that detracts, interferes with, or negates being is bad or evil. That's the way you'd probably define it. So the good life means just more life, in a sense. Well, you know what, being, the key concept is being. Whatever enhances being is good, whatever detracts from being is evil. What do you mean to enhance? I mean, enhance means, well, being. <coughs> what, what is being? So that we have to look at the guy. You know, enhance what? Being. Whatever detracts from being is bad. What's being, really? Existence. Existence. Which is interesting. That the reason why existence exists, this statement, is because it's good. So when you ask yourself, what exactly did God create that conforms to goodness? And the answer is existence. Why can't Hatava, why can't Tov be a derivative of existence? And come, because come it after, has to come first. Because meaning that in a pure sense, Hashem wanted existence. 
Hashem wants existence, and Tov just means more of that existence. Hashem no. wants existence. No, Tov, look, the amount of existence is one thing. The fact of existence is Tov. If I ask you, what's no, the, the greatest thing? But the is only more existence, Rabbi said. Different kinds no, of existence. No, you can, you no, 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 it, it, it works reverse. The greatest type of goodness is to be. Think about that. What's the greatest good that a guy can do? Is to be. Let's face it. If you exist, you know, you can't get, you know, forget about how you exist, or the level of existence, or the degree, whatever that means. But to be is clearly a lot better than not to be. I mean, we usually don't agree with it because there's good life and bad life. So bad life I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about the quality of existence. Put that aside. No, but that, that I'm talking about the phenomenon of existence, being. You have to admit, the greatest thing that you enjoy is to be. But somebody who suffers, he wouldn't admit it. No, no, no. It's not true. They still go through a lot. It's not, not true. People would still oh, unless the, the, the suffering becomes intolerable. I'm not, you know, I'm not, forget about, don't get caught up in the degree of existence. You know, let's get caught in the fact of existence, right? To be is a lot better than not to be. I'm sorry to beat the dead horse, but you know. be a dead horse. Beat the dead. Uh, keep, but, keep but on. The dead horse is, be, is not being. So. <laughs> the um. Why do you want to be so the you is to beat the dead horse? But the the, the um what's it called the the um. Tov in of itself, to my understanding so far, it's it's it can't exist by itself. It's. Like Rabbi said, accidental. It's an accidental being. But it's not, it's, in other words, it needs something to, you can't, in my understanding, you can't have good without the good referring to something. Yeah, so what does good mean? So good means existence, which means existence had to come first. Existence is the manifestation of goodness. How's that sound? Why is existence it that? Existence is the manifestation of goodness. But first there has to be a concept. You know, there has to be a concept. But it's just floating around. It can't, how can it exist without something to attach itself to? That's true. Yeah, but it's simultaneous. You know what I'm saying? And there are two things created simultaneously. Yes, yeah, that, that would be true. Yeah, yeah. The existence and the aim and, this, and the, the fact that we need to aim for existence and yeah. strive for existence. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but remember, ex goodness is a concept. You know. Existence also is a concept before it. Well, it, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about also, concept, exists without existence. We're not talking about history, yet, but we're talking about now. Yeah. So obviously, the best the thing that the version could do, in a certain sense, is to create existence. But existence conforms to the I think the, the tov would be an adjective to the adjective called good. The adjective good. First of all, it has to. So yeah. So one would say that they come simultaneous. That good is existence, and existence is the expression of goodness. Basically, you know? existence itself plus this, the necessity to strive for existence, which is goodness, came into being exactly at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting concept, because if that means, that means existence itself is a nivra. Look at what comes out. Existence itself is a created entity. But then the question then is, what's the alternative? If the, if the most basic thing of all, no. wait, if the, if the basic thing of all is existence, and if that, that was created, so we, we know God existed before, so what does that mean? Question we don't is, know. You no, see, it doesn't mean anything. There's no question. The question is, what came before existence? Or what's the alternative to that? 
We don't know. We don't know. We, don't we, know. we can't know. We can't we don't know. Does God exist? It's a legitimate question. It's a loaded question. Illegitimate. Because we right away we downgrade. It's like he exists within this existence. It's a brief. It's a level of brief. No, but the, the answer to that is that as strange as it sounds... Well, no, no, no. Forget about what, what, how he wants to manifest himself. What comes out is that the existence is a nivra. Because just like Toiv is a nivra, existence is a nivra. So what, what, you, what comes out of that is that God doesn't exist, not because he doesn't have existence, he has some type of alternative to that that we cannot comprehend, you see? You know, in other words, God doesn't exist. He doesn't even exist the way we do. There's an alternative to existence, you see? Because existence itself is a nivra. Which, which is an astounding concept, you see? In other words, we're going into a place that we have no way of understanding. Because, wait, the most fundamental idea to us is existence. There's nothing more fundamental. And Shemayim is also part of existence. Who? Shum, the concept of Shemayim. Shemayim? Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, that's also part of existence. Shemayim is a thing that has existence. Right. You know? But so where Moshe Rabbeinu was, by, by the Rabbeinu, whatever that is, that was that manifestation of existence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. The most basic things in the universe is two things. A thing, and that the thing has a quality called existence. That's it. We, all of us share one thing in common. We all exist. We hope so. Right? That's it. But then, what exists? <coughs> all kinds of things. The variety of the, what's called existential forms is almost infinite. But they have one thing in common. They all have this quality. <coughs> Or feature called existence. If, 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 this, if this is such basic logic, let's say, by the going, they don't, there isn't philosophical lines that parallel this? Well, you know, there is a I mean, branch of philosophy called theodicy. Be careful. You foot back, no one's going to catch you. There is a, the, philosophy has several branches. One of them is called theodicy, which is the study of God. Okay, and they have a lot of ideas about who, I'm not talking about Christian theodicy, I'm not theodicy in general, you know, and so on, you know. Um, and, you know, what they say about the nature of God and so on. I would imagine, although I may be wrong, everybody assumes that God has existence. Everybody assumes that. It was everybody assumes that existence, there's a thing called existence, and God has it in, in much greater measure than we. Superman. So he's a... Superman, I like to call him a, super, a supreme being. But I'm saying, to, them, to say that we, can't, we, don't, we don't understand it and we can't understand it, that they'll never admit? You know, I, I don't really know what they'll admit, but uh, it's very uncommon, I think. I don't think people think in those terms of what I'm explaining now. Right. What I'm saying is like, huh? It's like, like it is so different the way people think. That in a certain sense, I mean, God doesn't have existence, Chas Shalom. Of course he does, <coughs> that he doesn't have it because, not because he doesn't exist, it's not the opposite. We don't know what the alternative to that is, because Mitzius, existence itself, itself is a nivro. Most people don't understand that. They say, what? You know, like I say, everybody assumes that, uh, that uh, well, everybody assumes that there's a thing called existence and God has it. He's and part so of that existence. So. Yeah. In other words, is God part of reality or is reality part of God? I like to put it that way. What? 
Interesting, right? So God is not part of reality. Reality means what is. No, reality is part of God. means God gives rise to existence. You see, not that he is it. But again, not that God doesn't exist, but we don't know what the alternative to that is. This is our problem. And we will never know. We are limited by the fact that we need the quality called existence. That's our bubble. Well, that's our given. That's our essential condition. We cannot exist. We cannot know what exists, what non-existence is. Again, it's not that God doesn't exist, right? It's that He doesn't have the quality called existence. But that is so basic. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, existence, you see. existence, existence is part, is part of God. Well, it's part of God in the sense that He created it. You know, reality, in reality, emanates from Him. Not that he emanates from existence. Uh, that's about the most fundamental thing you could say about God. You see. Now, so the question then is, God creates existence, which is beyond belief. You know, and that's really the concept of Bora. Gracious Bora Kim. In the beginning God created, you know. What that really means is that he created existence and then the forms of existence, called the existential forms. You see. So if you ask yourself, what is the greatest toiv and the end is to be? I mean, we clearly understand that. Are you in for a daemon? Anything. Well, a daemon doesn't experience existence. We do. A daemon has no awareness of its own existence. It has no consciousness, right? So we're not talking about, nobody knows what consciousness is anyway, you know, you know, and so on, you know. But we are aware of phenomenon. A table is not. It is, but it has no awareness of its own existence. And it's not just a table, an animal. Does a tiger know it exists? No. Doesn't, doesn't, desire, doesn't desire say that we don't know what happened in another Gilgul, but an animal knows what it did in the last uh, that, That's way, no, no, that's, that's out, that's, way, that's out. I'm not even talking about that. I want to get sidetracked into that, you know? What, what animals know, whatever, you know? But all I'm saying is that when I'm laying down, which is very fundamental, is that we're down at the bottom of the Bria, existence. So what I'm saying is that Toiv is the objective of everything, and what Toiv, whatever that is, you know, which it's also very hard to define, because when I say anything that enhances being, that means being has to come first, and then exist, and then Toiv comes second, which is the thing that you wanted to point out. But the truth is, there is a, you know, because what was my definition? Anything that enhances being, yes? So it's being enhanced, that's good. But that assumes that existence is first, and then good is second, right? But the Ramchal doesn't say that. Toiv comes first, because it's the goal. <coughs> Therefore, the concept of Toiv, which is not clear, you see, I don't really know what Toiv is, but whatever it is, existence is a product of Toiv. Got that? But I don't know what Toiv is so then. Aside from the Kurdish Because Bible. our definition comes when? After existence. It enhances being, which means being comes first, and then Toiv. And, and evil is the opposite. Negate being. So if there's no being, there's no such thing as Toiv. So you're saying that, 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 there's, that there are really two things that transcend existence. There's Hashem, and then he created something else called Tov, and then he created existence. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, and, and therefore, based on that idea, I don't know what Tov, tov is. I know what goodness is, but whatever it is, God decided that the best thing he could do was to bring existence into existence, right? 
And then from that, everything starts. That's a very important idea you should know. You know, I want, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ethical Muslim applications, you know. When you get up in the morning, you, know, you think about that. What's the greatest God, what's the greatest gift ever God ever gave you? Being. It's a lot better than the alternative, you know? How do you know that existence is on a tool in order to get to the greatest gift? I mean, how do you know that existence by itself is a really greatest gift? I was, are you talking about what I'm referring to now? Yeah, what you're saying right now is that the, big, the greatest gift Hashem gave us is existence. Yes. But how do you know that existence is on a tool towards the greatest gift? How do you know that existence because is on being, the end is being, it is, Well, being in itself is an end. I am. You know, just to be. The alternative is non-existence by us, not by God, right? The alternative is non-existence, like, you know, nothing starts. There's nothing here. Right. There's no question that when you, when you open up your eyes in the morning, you know, the greatest thing you could say about Dwarja is thank you for that I exist. Yeah, but what are you said? Not only do I exist, but imagine how we exist. One, we exist. We exist as a sentient being, which means we have senses. We exist as a conscious being. Yes, right? And it's not the conscious of animals. We exist as, a, we exist as sentient, conscious human. We are human, not animal. They also are sentient and conscious. But we exist as a man, which means we understand, we have rationalization, reason. But not only that, we even more than that, we exist as a man and as a Jew. So there's, there's a and not only that, wait, yeah. And not only that, we exist as a Jew and as an observant, that we understand what the Torah is, right? Incredible. So the There's nothing that beats it. You don't realize, we are the select, sounds quite arrogant, but we are, we have the greatest thing we can ever have. We are all Benoidim Habo in that sense. Wait, 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 wait. We all Benoidim means we exist, we exist, we exist as, we are sentient. Means we have senses. We are conscious. We are human. And we are Jews. And we are blatant. Or people who are orthodox, I should say Torah observant. You can't get, we, we are princes among men. You can't get, you know, it's too bad people don't realize that, you know. But uh, it's the greatest gift of all. If we can earn, we can earn our Elam Abba. So then a nickel on the table, like you said before, yes. who has none of these qualities. None of it, except existence. The tatava of a table yes. is only in relationship to that ye who's observing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You have to say that a table, right, you have to know who is the recipient of all this stuff. Is man. Mankind, not just Jews. It's tables mankind. don't get into a hubble. What was that? Tables not going into no, a hubble. No, tables don't get into a hubble. Tables don't get into the Odin hubble. I mean, there are ex existential forms. Well, there is a, there is a ruchness to tables. But tables don't have consciousness. Will table have consciousness? What? Angels, are they going into the Malach? Yes. Yeah. No, but there's a tremendous difference between you and a Malach. You know, a Malach is a sentient, conscious being. It's not human, but it has its own laws. There are its own laws of, so to speak, of physics, you know. But the, the thing is, a, a Malach will exist eternally. However, 
it can never go beyond the level it was created as. We can aspire to levels infinitely greater than Malochim. Infinitely greater than Malochim. They can't. They are created at a certain level, and they're fixed. Kavua. But they're not we are Euler, but they're not destroyed. What? They're, not, they're not destroyed before. Well, no, no. As far as the, the only mouth that is destroyed, okay, are, uh, is a song. But even then, we don't know. Is he destroyed literally? Or is his shlichus destroyed? His agency destroyed, and then, but he survives as a regular malach. I, mean, I don't know if anybody would going to associate with him. Because what this guy did to us is terrible. I mean, you know, he's responsible for all the evil, for all the bad things in the universe. I mean, it's not good. The death decomposition, it's all Zoyama, and so on, it's all him, and so on. Uh, but this is a very fundamental idea. In fact, you can't get more fundamental. The concept that Toiv is the first thing created, and therefore we have no definition for it. And the second concept is existence itself is created, you see. And that is the best, that's the best thing God can do for us, is, is existence, okay? Now, well, okay, so that's a very important idea. And that's why it says, and God looked at everything he created, and if he has, he has a summing up. What's the summary of all this? Which means that what the Bonshim is saying is that everything I did conforms to the original goal. That's what it means. There's not one thing I created, the Bonshim says, that doesn't conform, which means doesn't have its rationale or doesn't serve the purpose of Taif. Now that's incredible. That's incredible because it's not only, it means all the acts, everything, you know, the way the universe looks, the way it behaves, and so on, it all conforms to Toiv Ma'oid. Very good. And Ma'oid is the same oasis as Odom, man. You see. So the universe is, uh, is uh, the ultimate uh, conformity to, uh, to, good, to good and so on. Very important what Ramchal lays down is it's critical. It's the most basic thing you could talk about, which is interesting because most people don't recognize it as such. They don't think of God, but God has no existence. He doesn't. He, you know, and so on. He has an alternative that we do not know. You know, how do we see this? Because as the Novi says, Yishayim, the Mosham says to the Novi, we are meet the Damyuni. Who are you going to compare me like the Eshver? And I will be compared to that. means, what can you say about me? And I will be that. Nothing. Yomak Kodesh. So the question is, Okay, we can't say God is smart, that means we're smart, he's smart. No, we're not compared to his intelligence, so to speak. But what about God is? We are, and he is. Even that he cannot compare me. See, because his ising <coughs> is different than our ising. Anybody says that, the what? Parish, what? That Hashem does not exist, like he created existence. Like, is that the Hashem speak about it? Uh, it, there is a place, I have to recall, where the Ramchal does say that. Uh, I, I don't know if he says in Derech Hashem. I mean, Derech Hashem, he clearly says that all the attributes of God are Nevroim, says later on. That's for us. I mean, it's clear. It means God is not a Racham, he's not a Chanun, he's none of this stuff. 
the only Vroim, and God assumes these behaviors as his guys, which, you know, that's the concept of Solomon Kim. But he's not that. He doesn't have chesed in him. Chesed is a nivro. It's hard to understand. What do you mean? When we say about God, what's the most fundamental feature of God is, is chesed. In fact, chesed <coughs> The whole world is created because of chesed. You know what I'm saying? But God is not about chesed. He does not feel chesed. It's like, you know, he doesn't feel chesed. You know, he does chesed because that's his rotten. God, what, what determines the behavior of God, so to speak? It's rotten. What he wants to do. But the rotten is a creative concept. Even the rotten, but this is all after the nivra. It's all after how he appears to us, you know, and so on. He's rotten. He does what he wants to do, you know. I always get a kick out of Yoyna, you know, on Yom Kippur. I was very sensitive to a certain posseg there, you know, with a, with a mal, malochim, the sailors, not the angels, malochim, without an alibad, you know, where they finally realize that, hey, you know, it's the Rebbe after Yoyna. They, they come, you know, because Yoyna says, he says they, you know, it's because of me that all this is happening, you know, and so on. So they all say, they all pray to God and say, you know, an incredible statement, statement you know, Mashechofatzta osiso. What you want, Mashachafatzta, whatever you want to do, or sisi you do. In other words, there is no ikov, there is no obstacle. Whatever you want, whatever you want, you can do. There's no obstacle. Well, I want this, but I can't do it. They understood there is nothing that is impossible for Bosham. The only thing that Bosham needs, so to speak, is his rotsam. I want to do it, I do it. Finished. And if God doesn't want to do it, he doesn't do it. You know, I mean, there is no ikum, which is an incredible thing. He can do anything he wants to do. What stops him from doing anything is what? Because he has no rotsam to do it. So rotsam comes before time, then? What's that? Is that what he's saying, that rotsam comes before time? Well, in a certain sense, you can't say that, because God wants to be native, you know? <laughs> but what's the problem? That's what I think. It's, it's just... Exactly. The, why, God has a rotten because it conforms to the toy. So all that we don't hold is... You hear what you said, Eliezer? You got it. You hear what you said? The reason why God has a rotten, I mean, he manifests himself to us as a rotten, is because that conforms to toy. Toy beats it all out. So everything God comes across as, you know, it's not only the universe and cosmos and all that, but his attributes itself must conform to Taif. So the fact that the Russian appears to have a Rotson itself is because that's Taif. Look how fundamental that is and so on, you know, and so on, you know. Anyway, this is what the Ramchal says, but I'm obviously going to much greater depth and so on and so forth. But in many ways, there it is. He, he has this and so on. So it's a very profound concept. Now, he says, Lehate of me too, boy. We mean Lehate of me too, boy. To do good from his goodness. <clears throat> Why? Because a being that is good wants to do good. See, part of the concept of being good, right? is you want to exhibit goodness to a Zulosa. Well, he can't do good to himself, <coughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he is good, he's whatever, so he wants to be able to do good, he wants to be native. 
He wants to do good. That's part of the goodness. You know, if you have something great, you want to share it, you know. We have the, that's what, it manifests itself to us by a concept called sharing. You know, if somebody has something, he wants to be able to share it. We actually get pleasure by sharing something which we, is, is, is great. So, you know, that concept is, you know, mimidis hatoiv lehitiv. As part of the concept of being good is to do good. Okay? So that's what he means. I gotta bring my thing next time. Yeah. Okay, so we got that concept of goodness. That's the first thing, it determines everything, and the greatest goodness, of course, is existence. Great. Kihu. Now, Vihine, Tira, and behold, you will see that who Levadi's Boshimoya Shlema Swamiti. Obviously, God is perfect. He's perfect. What does perfection mean? Perfection is one. It's an adjective, right? So therefore, God is perfect means His goodness is perfect. You see, right? It means God does just not have goodness. God has, He's perfect in His goodness. What does that mean, really? He's perfect in His goodness. Well, the first thing is goodness is a relative, perfection is a relative term. When we say he's perfect, of course he's not perfect. Relative to that guy who's imperfect, he's perfect. It's relative. It means perfection simply means normally better than somebody else's acquisition or display of that attribute. You see, that's what perfection is, right? But we say God is perfect, really perfect. What does that mean? That means there are no deficiencies. There are no, there are no deficiencies. <coughs> there are no limitations. There are no dependencies. That's why I characterize it. God is not limited to anything He wants. He's not deficient in anything. You see. And He's not dependent <coughs> on anything. He's perfect. What does perfect really mean? You defined it a few weeks ago. I did? Mm -hmm. What was it? I said that to be perfect means to be what could be already. In other words, potential equals actual. The totality. That's the word I'm going to Totality. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't, of course, we cannot understand, but the totality of the concept, right, that's perfect. It means there's nothing left. There's nothing outside because you've captured the totality. You know what I'm saying? So God is perfect means that whatever he wishes to display is the totality of that. Means there's, not, there's, no, there's nothing else beyond what he does. So when we say God is perfectly good, he's good, perfect means there's nothing left, there's nothing beyond his goodness. He's got the best, or the most, or the total. So, so in a certain sense we say God is absolutely good. He's not relatively good. He's absolutely good. He's absolute, total. That's what it means to be total. So we say that he's perfect. Means whatever he displays is perfect. There is no other perfection like his. Why? Because all other perfections, Ramchal says, is a comparison. You know what I'm saying? and so on. But the shlemus of God 
Behechlet, I mean, and God is the only one that has this perfection. Therefore, if God wants to do good, what's it going to be? Perfect. So if we say God is toiv, he must be perfectly toiv, and if he wants to be mated, he must be perfectly mated. Means there's nothing beyond the concept that he isn't doing. Got it? So if God wants to be native to a human, it's going to be the totality of the concept of Hatova. What is that totality? Or what is that goodness? Imagine if God appears to you, right? One night. Or rather, a Malach will appear to you. Or better yet, the Bansham appears to you, like he appeared to Mansha Abinu, right? And he says to you, you know, I like you. Oh, wow, right? <laughs> and then you say, I'm over, I'm, I'm just overjoyed. <laughs> you know, thank you so much, you know. Any wish. Uh, what? Any wish, what do you want? And the Bansham says, one wish. And don't wish for more wishes. Right? You know, I wish for another five. No, no, no. Let's get away from that, right? Anything you want, I will give you. Remember, this is a once in a, not lifetime, in all existence opportunity. What would you wish for? What? To be a chelik of our goods. Who? To be a chelik of our goods. To be a part of God? Sounds nice. To be perfect. To be perfect? Most people would ask to win a lottery. <laughs> I got us, not us because we I know, yeah, okay, okay. Some people think in terms of lottery, you know, it's like, uh, you know. Yeah, but which lottery, you know, there's different weeks. Just, just get the money. Just get the money. The 500 million dollars, right? That's the lottery, right? Okay. So, anybody else? Come on. And politically correct answer, we should choose him. Which Wait. Say you? That's all we should say, but... You? Good. What about you? What? I want the ultimate good. No, no, no. You can't, can't. No, no, no. The ultimate good. No, no, no. You need to tell me what you want. Give me a wish. What would you wish for? Money, yeah. intelligence, chokhmah, strength, gvura. What would you like? Bria was like all this. Who? Bria was I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that I want. You can't. You got only one wish. I mean, kill us Wait, 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 wait. I mean, it has to be. We don't consent. But the answer is very simple. The answer is very simple. If the Bonsham appeared to me, and he asked me, what would I like, and I have one wish, I would, I would simply say, I want to be like God. I don't want to be a chedek of him. I want to be God. Just make me God. Make me a god. <laughs> that sounds strange. Dangerous. What? That sounds dangerous. Listen, you know. The Muslim said that. I'd say, I want to be God. I want to be like you. Why? Because you can do everything. I want to be able to do everything. Which includes the lottery. It includes everything, right? I mean, it's all inclusive because if you are God, you can do anything. It's a lot of hard work. Though. What? It's a lot of hard work, I would say. Hard work. Look at the earth. You got you got your hands full. Hands full with what? If the uh, if the goal is tight, come on. No, that's you his goal. We didn't say that's my goal. <laughs> I, you know, I just want to be God. You know, what's the problem? And by definition, you're not God. That's not your goal. 
No, but that's my wish. Listen, <laughs> Who's, where, where do we find that? Where do we find that wish in the Torah? The Torah. Yeah. There's somebody who actually it was offered that wish. You remember Chava, Adam's wife? You remember the snake? What does the snake tell her? A couple of nice arguments. Yeah, you'd be like God. Like, what's the problem here? Yeah, you would be like God. It's you know why you find that claw like that. The Nochu said, if you eat from this tree, you would be like God. Wow. No wonder she ate from the tree. You know that's 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 as if God appeared to say, give me some wish, and she said, fine. You know. Her mistake was that, you know, she ate from the tree, of course, she saw she wasn't, and so on, you know. But the idea is that that's the greatest gift of all. So wait a minute, here's the problem. So if the Rebunisham wants to give you the greatest hatofa, because he's a native, that means he wants to make you into a god, doesn't he? <coughs> Very it, interesting. What does it mean? What? What does it mean? Exa well, we'll examine what that means. But isn't that logical? If the greatest hatova he can give to you is make you God, or a God, you know, whatever, right? Hey, listen, I'm satisfied being a junior God, you know? <laughs> so I won't be like him, you know? I'll be his assistant. Under his supervision. You're fine, but just make me a God. I mean, you know, make me a junior God. Wait, 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 a junior God. Fine, okay. So, okay, no problem, you know? So listen to this. So then the question is, is that what really happened? God make us into junior gods, so to speak, and so on. Because that really is the greatest, the Ramchal says, let go again. So he says, I came by Yoyz Chefsoy, his birth, the hate of his Losoy, since God Chefsoy, Chofatzto, God wants to be made to his Losoy, so the Ramchal, lo yaspik will be Yoyz made to Ksastoyv, He's not going to give you the, be, the uh, you know, nice goodness. Oh, no. He's going to give to the bruim, the recipients, right, the greatest toiv that they can accept. Nothing less. It means that if he hasn't given you more, it's because you existentially cannot get more. You know, it's like up to the hilt you get. That's incredible. So it's not like him, it's as much as the Bria, the, the Nibra can handle. What? It's as much as the Nibra can handle. Yeah, you know, it's we limit God, not him. Important idea. We limit God. But if he's he starting out us. with a blank slate, so then why did he make a Nibra that can only accept this much toe? No, I'm talking about a Nibra in the greatest type of Nibra. Forget about now, we are incredibly limited. But you know, in the Mahabo, it means, in other words, a Nivra has a certain max capacity. So he will be made of us in the max capacity. Despite the fact that it's a Nivra. Yeah, yeah. So, in other words, yeah. It's like somebody once asked, I think it was the, it was the Kotsky, you know. They asked him, where is God? Where is he? So the guy says, wherever you, wherever you let him in. It was we limit his entry, not him. You see, it was as far as the Bosham is concerned, I want to go all the way to you, whatever that means, right? You limit my entry because you don't want me, you want to do other things and all kinds of stuff, you know? That's why, where, where does that concept come from? What do you mean, wherever you let him in? 
you know, you know, that clearly says we're the Ma'akov. We're the ones who provide the obstacle, not him. And that's the, uh, why, why is that true? Because that's Hatofa. That's what it is. The Roshim says, as far as I'm concerned, I want to give you the best, the greatest, perfect, that you as a Nivra can receive. And so that, the limit is your being, the limitations of your existence. It's nothing more. Then, of course, the second limit is our will. Well, how much do you want? You know? But that's what the Mosh wants to do. So what we now understand is that if that's the case, so the greatest gift you can make me is to be a God. So therefore the question is, is that what he did? That is the question. It's an interesting question. Did God do that or not? Yeah. And the answer is, he did do that. Wow. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, you should better believe it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> you, know, you know. I want to tell you something. Forget about being a god. We don't even feel like a man. <laughs> we don't even feel, I don't mean man, literally man, but we don't even feel, we have time to walk around saying, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm not even a mensch, I'm not even a human. You know what I'm saying? And you know, so right? you know, you know. But the answer to that is God did make us a God in the capacity or the maximal potential of a human. That's the question. And the question, of course, is what does that mean and how? Okay, for that we have to wait next week. Oh, maybe a little hint. Fine. <laughs> a little hint, maybe. You want to feel like a man at least, you know. What if you're young? That gets into the next thing that Paul talks about. Just take a look at page. Although you have to go slow and understand, you know what Paul's saying. So, but the truth is, he did. Remember, the limit we limit him. As far as he's concerned, he wants to do absolutely everything. We limit what he can do for us because we are nevroim. We are in the end. We are given existence is the problem, right? But as far as that, if you, over, if you put that aside, he did. He gave us the max. Because we can give existence to something else, in a sense. Um, in a sense. No, that's not the uniqueness of God. What's his uniqueness? That he's a nuisance, not a couple. He's a nuisance. God, remember I said God is perfect, right? He's not deficient. He's not dependent. That's, only God is perfect in that way. God does not receive. He's a giver. He doesn't receive, because if he would receive, that would mean that what? That he's deficient. If the mo- if so I- therefore, wait. So therefore, in some capacity, he wants to give us the ability, right, to give and not be macabre at all. And from that we get into, in many ways, what the Bajan did for us. Oh, it's almost pure giving. Yeah. We'll understand that next week. Based on what you said, if this is the whole concept and goal, why are the rules of the game so elusive? Why are they so hidden? Because you mentioned we're human, <coughs> then you go over here to we're Jewish and we're Torah aware of Torah, and even then a small percentage may come across as proper information, and then who could really cop it to the full extent to work it and, and live the every? Why is it so hidden and so... Uh, elusive to the world at large, the, the basic fundamental rules of the game. People are walking around clueless, pretty much. 
to what this uh, the whole the, the answer was. to that is that we are living five thousand seven hundred and three years after the creation. You see, so the history of mankind has put us into this matzav. But it wasn't this way by other Mauritian. Nor was it this way in the beginning. It got much worse because the consequences of sin is darkness. You see? So therefore, whatever we have to do, the environment of our job changes. Right now, the environment of our job is what? It's unbelievable hester, concealment. Originally, it wasn't that way. The job of man when he started out by other mission was unbelievable ha'ora, light, enlightenment. And when that was his environment to succeed. But as time went on and man didn't care about the enlightenment, he refused, right? It got darker and darker and darker. And that's the outcome and so on. We're finding 5,773 years later, you know, we're, 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 right? we're in black darkness. Because that's the environment that is necessary for us to succeed in. You know, obviously it's going to be limited, but that's the uh, environment that we have to succeed. So that's what you have to consider, the progression of man's history, you see. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, we'll continue and we'll take a look at what, what, is the, what happened in the beginning and so on, you know. But anyway, this is uh, some of the fundamental ideas, very, very important ideas. Very fundamental, very profound ideas of what's going on and so on. And uh, we'll just continue next week. What can I say? Thank you very much. Now, what? Is that still on? What's that? I thought on the day the moon was created, didn't say that. And he saw it.